Today we celebrate the memorial of St. Therese of Lisieux, and she is known for being very uh, childlike. She's a saint from the 19th century, a French saint, uh, Carmelite, uh, contemplative, and she's known for being very childlike, and she went into the monastery when she was only 16 or so, and she died when she was very young, in her 20s, I, I believe. And uh, she's also known for her little way. And you can hear in our opening prayers a reference to her little way. And then uh, it's amazing, but our gospel talks about children too. So it's very appropriate uh, for St. Therese. And maybe in other years I would, I would focus on those themes. I think today, though, what I'd like to actually look at is uh, the, our first reading from the book of Job. Very fascinating um, book, the book of Job. And uh, in in Job, we read about the trials of this just man, and we're treated to a kind of behind-the-scenes view of what's going on in the first few chapters of the book. We see this discussion between the devil and God. And they're basically, it's almost like, you know, they're they're putting a bet down on Job to see what what he's going to do. God... God's betting that he's going to do the right thing, and the, and the devil is betting that he's, he's not going to do the right thing. But that if he experiences enough trials in his life, he's going to give up on God and lose trust and lose hope and sin. Okay, So that's what the devil's wager is, and, and God's wager is the opposite. And so they have a little contest, a little bet. Now, this sort of interchange between uh, God and the devil is really a sort of a, a metaphor. It's metaphorical, it's symbolic. There's no real casino up in the sky and the devil shows up and the Lord's there. None of that really is, is, is we should read that literally. Um, so it's a symbol, but it's a symbol of something very, very profound, very profound. And the devil wants to destroy us. He wants to see us fall. The Lord wants to see us succeed. And so there is a certain kind of contest between the two. It's very much an unequal contest because God is all-knowing and he knows the beginning from the end. Um, So uh, the devil is not like that. The devil is finite and he really does actually kind of like make a bet. He thinks, okay, let me see if I can do this. And my, my guess is that if I put this kind of pressure you know, on this person in this area of their life, so forth and so on, I think I'm going to make him crack. And so it is kind of a wager from his perspective. He, he doesn't really know for, for sure whether we're going to be saved and whether we're going to make it to the end and uphold our faithfulness to God. Uh, the Lord does know that, though. And uh, there's not an equal match between God and the devil. God is actually using the devil to help us grow, okay? Because salvation is not just a gift, but it's also a reward. And our life here on earth is a trial and it's a contest. And God makes it that way so that we can actually earn our salvation. We can actually receive it as a reward. It's something that we have to fight for, something that we got to work for, and something that can be given to us as a crown, by God's grace, ultimately, but it still is very much really a crown for us. So uh, that's a that's a great way of looking at things. Um, it's not meant to be scary or, or uh, you know fearful or whatever, but it's it's meant to be to spur us on and to inspire us to to do a good job and to give it our give it our all. Now Saint Paul says in um, 
2 Corinthians referencing this passage from the book of Job. He says, the devil himself makes disguises himself as an angel of light. And he's referencing this. This is how Paul interprets this passage from Job. So if it's kind of a fictionalized encounter between the Lord and the devil, if it's kind of a symbolic or a metaphorical um, portrayal of this encounter, uh, this sort of contest between God and the devil, um, what might we literally learn from it? Well, I think we can look at what St. Paul is saying and draw the conclusion that the devil disguises himself as an angel of light because it says in the beginning, it says, when the angels of God came to present themselves before the Lord, Satan also came amongst them. So Satan's kind of like, he sort of sneaks in amongst their number and he kind of, you know, edges his way up to the front and he's like, he's like sitting there, you know, with the angels. Uh, what does that mean? Well, the devil is here presenting himself to the Lord as someone who really cares about God's honor. He's, he, he really wants to make sure that there's no bad guys out there doing bad things that are going to detract from God's honor. And so the devil makes himself an expert on sin and other people's sin. He's very good at looking at other people's sin. The devil is a, he is uh, a brilliant, absolutely genius psychologist and moral theologian. Okay, so he understands the workings of the human mind and heart like nobody else. And he understands God's law really, really well. He understands the difference between right and wrong extremely well because he's very intelligent, way more intelligent than any human being could ever be. Okay, he's a pure intelligence. And so he's this expert lawyer. He's this expert psychologist. And uh, he... You'd think almost he was interested in that, you know, that righteousness would be done and then that justice would be accomplished and the bad guys would be given what they deserve and whatnot. Because he's so interested in other people's sins and accusing them. That's what the word Satan and the, and the devil mean. It's a Greek word and a Hebrew word that means the accuser. Okay? So the reality of it though, obviously, is that he hates God and that he is in profound sin himself. Okay, he's the he's the chief sinner of all sinners that could ever be, um, and isn't that interesting? Though sometimes we see that in human beings as well. Sometimes the most sinful amongst us are very very good at pointing out the sins of other people. Isn't that isn't that unique? I remember once I was I was substitute teaching um, gym class. I very rarely did that, but it, this was before I got a full time job as a teacher. And I remember at the end of the day the gym teacher who um, I was subbing for came in. He, he was on a field trip or something. That's why I was filling in for him. And he and I had a conversation. He says, did you keep your eye on such and such? Yeah, watch out. He's a little, he's a little, he's a little uh, shady character. He's talking about one of the students. And he says, this guy has been, um, he first came to the principal and he started saying, you know, people have been stealing my, uh, my shoes out of my locker and he's always accusing all these people about people stealing stuff from him and and uh, there were all of these different kind of thefts that were going on and at the end of the day it turned out it was him <laughs> it's just kind of a reverse psychology you know the people who are the most guilty are the most interested in in pointing out sins of others and saying like i'm a, i'm a, a victim and whatnot and it's actually they're the perpetrators so there's something kind of similar to that going on with the devil but we have to watch that in our own life. You know, we have to see, 
if we're so interested in the sins of others, what's whose side are we on? You know, are we really on God's side or are we on the side of the devil? Okay, just a question. Um, we should first look at our own own lives and try to try to purify our own selves and notice the sin in our own lives and try to try to purge um, ourselves of them. And then to tie this into Saint Therese, Saint Therese went through extraordinary trials in her short time on this earth, and uh, notice these different things. So, so the devil, the God says to the devil, "Okay, I'm going to give you permission to bring some trouble to Job's life. You've got marauders stealing things. You've got people getting killed, and you've even got natural disasters coming in. Wind come in and wipe out the." Job's son's house. Okay? And so the implication from the sacred scripture is that all those things, somehow the devil could be behind all those things. You know, they talk about the wind in the New Testament. It says the devil is the prince of the power of the air. Okay? I don't know all the ins and outs, but maybe there is some degree with God's permission that the devil can control some of the weather. Looks like it, at least. You know, you'd conclude that from this passage. But in any event, we face a lot of trials in life, whether it's natural disasters or tragic deaths or theft or whatever it might be. And are we going to break? You know, I like to envision the Lord and the devil having a gamble over Father Tedeschi. Okay, I think if if you allow me, Lord, to do this in his life, he's going to... He's going to give up on you, and he's going to be led away in sin. And so just let me do that to him. And the Lord says, okay, go ahead. So for all of us, it's very helpful, I think, to envision the different trials in our life as a contest between the devil and the Lord. Uh, that was certainly the case for St. Therese. She, has very, she had many visions of the devil on her back, and even her last trial she had um, a very serious disease. Uh, it was some kind of cancer of her lungs, and it was incredibly painful. This is in the 19th century. They didn't have a lot of painkillers and things like that. So the last few months of her life were ex- extraordinarily painful, and she was conscious through them all, and she saw the devil by her side quite frequently on her deathbed, and he was there trying to get her to disbelieve in God throughout that whole course of her trial. Um, So there was a wager there between the devil and the Lord for St. Therese. And uh, God won, though, in the end, and he won the the wager. St. Therese remained faithful right to the very end. Think that about myself. We can all think that about ourselves. Let's look at trials as not just something caused by some jerk in our life, but let's put them in a a bigger context. So this, this wager between God uh, and the devil, and I think if we see, if we envision our trials that way, we'll have more strength and wisdom, um, and fortitude and inspiration to be able to do the right thing and make him through it. Because we all want to see the devil lose. Who wants to see him win? 